Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Well, here we are. I'm Donald, often known as Turbrecht on Twitter, 60-year-old farmer from Fife. I sell eggs, free-range eggs. That's not really why I'm calling. I'm calling because I want to take you back to around about 1975. We're in an upstairs bar in a student union in Edinburgh. The room is full of young men, too few women, alas, and we're singing songs. Some of the songs are positively indecent, and I have chosen not to remember any of them. But one song stands out. It's the music man, and one particular verse rings true. I'll try to sing it. I am the music man, I come from down your way. What can you play? What can you play? Now, there's a pause here. It could be cows or it could be whales even. That was a memorable verse. But in this instance, what can you pay, play proceeds, the archers, the archers. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docu drama that centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the glazed cornucopia that is Royfield Brown, and with me I have the dodgy shepherd's pie that is. Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our home farm party folks is you. Now, this week's Dumpty Dum is one which uh, we're digging up from the book. Oh, it's going to be that lovely bloke from last week. Ah! Donald Yeah, because yeah, Izzy's proper lovely. He's proper lovely. And I know he tickled a certain part of you, didn't he, Lucy? <laughs> now, Lucy, if somebody... Your stomach rumbling, making funny noises. Mine? No, it's probably uh, the San Andreas fault line here. Fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, somebody else wants to join Mr. Turbrek and send us in a Dumpty Dum Loose. How can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction, or get sick all down your Merrill chain, call us <laughs> on 0203 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Uh, thank you to Cosmo. For his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, uh, to Shed Code for sponsoring us, and to Derek for loading the back bedroom. Derek is a bit worried about uh, Vauxhall being sold to Peugeot, as as we know he has a Vauxhall prostate and he thinks a Peugeot <laughs> prostate would just make him sound silly. 
on this week's episode. We have Caution Witherspoon, who thinks Krusty is having a flight into health. Not contrary, who wonders what apps Ambridge uses. Sarah, who thought the miscarriage might be a new start. And bye-bye, bye-bye, Steve, who thinks women haven't got the googlies. <laughs> but uh, before we do all of that stuff, it's Juicy Lucy Freeman, my main woman, my main squeeze. I love her more than anybody else in the world. Oh, um, shut up. Week in Ambridge. <laughs> <laughs> we started the week with Kira, who was mystifyingly being played by Henry. Windy, windy, windy. Could they not afford two voice recordings? Over at the tea room, Emma was grappling with the menu for the mud party all by herself. No mean feat, considering she only learned how to cook Pop-Tarts a fortnight ago. Now she's whittling on about cornucopia and horns of plenty. The rest of us were hoping for plenty of horn from the party, but more of that anon. So the obvious choice to help her with her culinary arrangements was Jimus. I'm not a chef, he said helpfully. Really, Jimus? Are you a racing driver? Are you a postman? This is a terrible game. Tom had a wobble about Brazil, where the nuts come from. I can't be any use to Kirsty in Brazil, he said, so I'm going to stay and not be any use to her here either. Anyway, Kirsty, <laughs> horrified at the prospect of Tom hanging around like a fart in a phone box, sounding like Eeyore, said, No, you must go. Do go. Look, I've packed for you. I'll just do your coat up for you. Look, the taxi's on its way. Yes, I'll be fine. Just, just go. Go. Another one for the thank God no one else was listening to the archers just then happened when we had Alice asking have you considered taking out a health care plan for the llamas anisha <laughs> is talking about the vet's website to what alistair described as high-powered web designers web designers aren't high-powered they wear gray hoodies pick their teeth with biro lids and tell you why they can't make it do the thing you want because of flash or something mind you to alistair <laughs> fat paul's high-powered more internet goings on josh ewing showed david his website selling second-hand kit it's called josh's massive tool.com david was <laughs> astonished that josh would rather sit in the sitting room by the fire tiddling around on his laptop than out in the freezing lambing shed chopping off lambs tails and piercing their ears uh eddie went rabbit hunting with hercules and adele he was having to make the holes bigger in case Adele got stuck. Hello. And the game is up. Linda's twigged that Grange Farm is pinching her B&B customers. For some unaccountable reason, guests are picking Clary's home cooking over being force fed bean sprout crumble, being beaten with sage twigs and forced look at pictures of llamas. Then Eddie suddenly remembered that he had a job at the cattle market and was immediately hijacked by Josh Ewing, who demanded that he put flyers about Josh's massive tool.com all over the place in exchange for bottles of Merlot which sounds incredibly unlikely pints of shires yes bottles of pineapple wkd also yes but not merlot rex took anisha out to practice at the nets i just presume this was because anisha had signed up to the cricket team otherwise why on earth would they be there but apparently it was just a whim as she seemed to be astonished and horrified at the idea let me just put my shin pads bat and ball away and sit and have a drink in this cricket club bar join the cricket club Goodness me, I'd never thought. Rex kept telling her she'd had some decent strokes, but she had to keep her head down, which is much the same as Justin was telling Lillian in the conservatory <laughs> at home farm. So back to the party we <laughs> We were honoured by the visit of the Right Honourable Mayor of Felpersham, 
Rachel Pisshead at uh, Pilkington. She is allergic to broccoli and the only antidote for thinking about broccoli or even being near to anyone who might ever have eaten broccoli is a pint and a half of white wine. The result of this was that the mayor got very, very allergic. Allergic as a newt, she was. The theme for this fiasco mm -hmm. was from eggs to apples. So they served fried egg sandwiches and toffee apples. They didn't actually, but I bet the guests wish they had. Because what they did serve was stodgy as anything, like pastry ballast. No wonder Lillian was on her knees after half an hour. We had a boring <laughs> interlude about biodiversity while Jimus and Linda savaged Brian about bloody bee orchids while we were all shouting, where are Lillian and Justin and what are they doing and where's Miranda? Then things got really, really exciting when Lillian's earring fell out and Justin noticed, heaved it out of her chestal area and handed it back to her. There was a bit of heavy breathing, so what he was doing with his other hand, God only knows. But it seems <laughs> to have been enough to have sent Miranda into a spectacular mard. So that was it. <laughs> Nothing. I was expecting Justin at least to be caught by the photographer from the Borchester Echo trying to coax Lillian into a nibble at his cornucopia, but nothing. It comes to something when the most exciting part of a Friday night in Ambridge is focused around Brian Aldridge's ability to find a padded coat hanger. The end. Oh, I enjoyed that this week. Well done, you. Well done, you. I've got a confession to make, Lucy. What? You didn't listen to any of it? No, I, no, I did. Right. You but turned my... up massively late to record? How about that? <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> and, by, and by the way, would, in future, mm -hmm. I trust you to not to broadcast my tardiness <laughs> all over the interwebs, please. Well, I, I was thinking, if he's actually gone and just forgotten this, then mm. I haven't got any more time this week. So I was genuinely thinking, unless he pops up in the next two minutes, which you did by the seat of your flipping pants again, that was, I, I thought, well, we're not doing one this week. Anyway, carry on. Yes, you must I listened to Friday's episode, right? But I only listened with, with uh, I didn't listen with both ears. Mm. Mm. So I think one was ample. Well... I got the hand down, uh, hand down the front of, of Lillian. Yeah. But I completely, yeah. and I got the whole gym thing when Jenny was saying, "Oh, I had this wonderful idea of you know, it's cornucopia. Yeah. It's all you know, clap." You know, Jim's going, "Really, really? Did you?" I missed every reference to the mayor. Really? I, that I was, was all it was about. That was the only interesting bit. Well, I was, I was, I was on, I was on the tube on the Bart, and. Somebody was chatting in the other ear, and then there were some kids who were doing some kind of. Have you ever seen this? Um, a couple of kids jumped on at West Oakland, and they were doing this kind of hip hop dancey thing, and uh, and they they're basically they're all double jointed. It's what they're all doing now. So oh yeah 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 yeah, they yeah, yeah. bend exactly, back. and you just or, go ooh. It'll all get arthritis. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I had Jennifer Aldridge in one ear. And then I had a tribe called Quest or something or other in the other. <laughs> <laughs> and the mayor of the mayor of Felpisham was just lost. I'd say so. Lost I'd, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't have an awful lot to say about last week, other than all this bowling stuff is just rubbish, right? And I know somebody else on the Twitter said a, a deucer or whatever the hell. You know, there's no way um, some amateur cricket is going to be bowling that so i'm just going to let you as always be in the driving seat with this episode right i'm just along for the ride right so i'm buckled <laughs> in loose i'm strapped in with my seat belt <laughs> right should we do the caller in well, us? 
Before we get onto the the esteemed caller in of us, did you was there any lead up to Anisha and Rex suddenly deciding to go to a sports centre miles out of town and bowl things at each other? Well, there's no lead up to anything because Rex is about as secretive as his brother, but just in a completely different way because he he drives for Uber or is it Lyft? Yeah. Which one? You know, he drives for. Yeah. (laughs) He's not a git, but. You know, he's he's a man of mystery, is our Rex. He's a boring man of mystery. And <laughs> he is. He's that dre- is a problem. If you're a man of mystery and you're still boring even after that, well, you're in no. trouble. <laughs> there are many people who um, hide behind this great wall of secrecy. And the thing is, they're not hiding anything because there's nothing no, for them to yeah. hide. There are many people. Yeah. Rex, Rex is definitely one of those. I'm all for being earnest and being upright and being thoroughly decent but have something about you though man oh god mm. he's just such a boy <laughs> and obviously she's got some kind of angst and what i thought was and we didn't mention this last week and i thought this was a little touch of genius because forget the name of one one of their vet customers and anisha who didn't like anisha and she took it really badly and alice says oh yeah, a chink yeah, yeah, in yeah. the yeah. armor yeah. and she says yeah. is it because i'm asian and I just thought, you know what, yeah. thank God, right, because it's it <laughs> injected a bit of realism into this. Because Yeah, yeah. We, She'd be called that Asian one, wouldn't yes, she? I mean, exactly. for the next 15 years, everybody is going to be referring to is that have you had that Asian? They won't say the new vet or the woman vet or mm. the tall vet. They'll say that Asian one. But also, you know what, just the fact that someone's taken an instant dislike to her and it could be because, you know what, he just doesn't like women. It could be just because he thought she's a little bit yeah. worse. It could be just he was just in a bad mood that day. But also it could be because he's a fucking racist. Right. So, yeah. and it was, um, I thought it was great that that was kind of put into the mix and the anxiety that yeah. caused within her. Anyway, yeah. I'm rambling, right. But suffice <laughs> to say, I found this week a little bit kind of slightly turgid, but I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. Um, I think a few people said that but i think i feel somewhat cheated of a of a of a kind of um a big i was hoping for a big it was like they did it the wrong way around we Mm. should have had jilly we should have had jennifer coming in and finding justin retrieving a an earring from lillian's cleavage Mm. and going oh lillian really i noticed she'd never had a pop at justin once but anyway um uh, and then Miranda should have walked in on Justin and Lillian at it like lives. That's what I thought. Mm. And instead, we got it the wrong way around, and it was all a bit of a. Everyone sort of went, "Oh, oh, is that it?" But surely, um, if Miranda thought that she just suspected of something, she absolutely does know now. So, without it being some big, massive volcanic eruption, oh God, um, that's the wrong metaphor to use. Uh, but without the, you know, <laughs> that was <laughs> misplaced. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But without it being this major earthquake, it was kind of just subtly done, wasn't it? And you know, yeah. in a in a crowded party, I know, you know, obviously Jennifer and Brian's place is is going to be, you know, quite quite ample. But she but was in the conservatory, wasn't she? They were they were in the hallway or something, and Miranda just came out, and they didn't see her. But, there's, they were there, secluded, but, but there is how, nowhere how they could be. Mm, go. How bad could what be? Well, yeah. 
how how bad can could it have been whatever it was that she was doing? Well, that he, he was had doing. A I mean, he was down the front. You, you can't explain yeah. that away, can you? Well, you could say I was just fishing her earring out, but yes, no, that would sound right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I say it out loud. (laughs) It didn't need the big, uh, you know, the underneath the the coats in a bedroom, (laughs) which which reminds me of of my party of some 18 months past when I caught somebody in my bedroom, just saying. Dragging on your coat. Well, I I walked into my bedroom and, and I found somebody... Um, in a clinch with, with 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 somebody else, and I went, "Oh, hello!" <laughs> That's all I'm saying, everybody. So, apart from Lillian and Justin, mm. Anisha, yeah, Rex, yeah, um, who else? Mm. Do you remember from the um, last Tom left. week? Tom, Tom left from I'm, Brazil. I'm claiming a little bit of rightness with my prediction. It was wrong, but I was right. That the whole Nuffield thing. You said he'd call off Nuffield. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah. are you going to say well done, Royfield? Well done, Royfield. Thank you. Good boy. Well yes. done. Yes. Boy, back in your basket now. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit, sit. <laughs> Stop licking that. Right, should we do calls now? Yes, please. Hello, Ambridge3962. Slightly weird. <laughs> I know it was. I'll cut it. Um, who's first, Lucy V. Freeman? <laughs> oh no! Now leave it. Now you've said that, it's made it funnier. <laughs> With a spoon, fast. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Lucy, Royfeld, Millie Bell, and all Dungy Dummers around the world. Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, getting ready to fly to Florida to visit my mom for a few days. If there's one thing we've learned from the archers, it's that spending a lot of time with relatives under one roof can be challenging. Actually, I'm not going to be talking about the yin and yang of sisterhood, Jennifer and Lillian, but about Kirsty and Tom. Kirsty did a runner from her parents after spending some time under their care post-miscarriage. She returned with what at times has seemed like a healthy desire to return to her work and life, but at other times has seemed like a manic run in high heels from facing her loss. Psychoanalysts have long coined this phenomenon a flight into health, which is typically short-lived. As Harvard psychiatric researcher George Valiant, who has headed up the famous longitudinal study of long-term mental health, has noted, one of the most important predictors for a lifetime of true happiness is the ability to reach out to close friends and be open about one's feelings. So Kirsty, here's hoping you do so. Regarding Tom, it seems to me that he's punishing himself for not only the loss of the unborn child, but still for leaving Kirsty screaming at the altar. And as Kirsty pointed out to him, his not going to Brazil was only going to make her feel worse, so I'm very happy that he decided to go. It's a step in the right direction for him, and I'm sure a relief for the Bridge Farm clan. So wish me luck with my mom. She's a combination of Susan, Peggy, and Vicky. Talk to you soon. Yes. Kirsty is. I went back to work much too soon after my dad died. I thought this will this will make it all better. I'll just forget about things. And I was an absolute loose cannon, even more than I am normally for about six months. And and when I look back on it now, I just think, what the in the world was I doing? Um, 
and I understand what she's trying to do. I understand that she's, you know, you think oh, I just need, to, I just need to reclaim my brain because it's been taken over by this thing. But um, it's not going to end well because she's going to start annoying people, and then she'll lose her job as well, which won't be very good either. Um, I thought it's always kind of in instances like this that Linda comes into her own, doesn't she? Because yeah. you just know that not only has she clocked completely what's going on, and, and well, she has already, but also she's going to be the absolutely sympathetic here, uh, the, you know, the, the shoulder actually for Kirsty. Yeah. And I know Linda, you can, I can't remember the exact details of this. I know Linda couldn't have kids. Did Linda actually have any miscarriages? I no, can't remember. No, not as far as we know, but we just know that she couldn't have any. But I thought that Ruth's chat with... Um with uh to tom yes, was very very was. nice because i think the men fathers so often get overlooked in this because everybody you you, you bustle around the person that's had the physical harm to mm. them or the, the the pain or whatever and um you know you could you could you could you you could see that was sort of everyone's first instinct how's kirsty how's kirsty how's kirsty mm. but you know it's a huge thing for him and it's a huge you feel that somehow you weren't supportive enough you could have stopped it you could have done something you could mm. you know there's you know and i was really glad that she she had she that they showed that sort of you know the the man being able to talk about it to somebody that had and not another man that had had it but mm. another woman experience a woman that had experienced it i thought yeah. it was good no no uh, absolutely absolutely um what else did with a spoon talk about uh that was it uh, we've got Not Contrary next. Mary, Mary, where you going to? Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Mary in Toronto. I'm Not Contrary on Twitter. I'm calling in response to the residents of Ambridge discovering their mobile phones, as Lucy and some other caller owners have noted. Of course, with today's smartphones come apps, and we've seen Roy using Tinder, Eddie on Airbnb, and Rex driving for Uber, although because it's a BBC programme, none of these businesses are named. So I was thinking what other apps might be useful to the Ambridge residents. I wondered about Fallon and Emma perhaps using Pinterest to get inspiration for their catering business perhaps they wouldn't have to resort to jim's dusty old books uh, maybe josh's farming website there's some kind of timeshare option you can have for renting out farming equipment that would otherwise be sitting idle um, there's all kinds of possibilities and then i was thinking it's quite surprising that there aren't any software developers in the village that we've met they would seem to be ideally placed to buy houses in Ambridge um, because their income's pretty good and they can work remotely. Um, so maybe that would inject some new interesting characters into the village. That's all I have for now. Thank you and goodbye. Rex is driving for Uber or Lyft. Mm. The Grundys are using Airbnb. Mm. Uh, Roy is using Tinder, isn't he? Swipey righty thingy. Mm. What other apps do you think that um, that Ambridge uses? 
Uh, well, the teenagers would be on Snapchat. Yeah. Absolute rock solid certainty. Uh, Linda would be on Twitter. She'd be one of those people that can start a fight in an empty room on Twitter. Start argue, tweet something, then immediately argue with themselves, and then and then come back and argue with someone else and say, "Well, actually, uh, don't forget the people that can't." Blah 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 blah. They've got a right as well, you know, and all that. And then before you know it, you're in a Twitter storm, and it's all been caused by one person. A lot of willful misunderstanding, I think. Well, Jennifer is definitely a Facebook person. Or Kate would be Twitter. I would have said Kate's more Twitter. Oh, no, Kate would be more Instagram, wouldn't she? Poncing around pictures of candles. Right, you're right. Well done, well done. There'd be all these horrible inspirational things with lots of hashtags. Mm. (laughs) Hashtag love, hashtag peace, hashtag starlight, hashtag my womb, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, What else? Um... I'm just having a look at my own apps. What have I got? I've hardly got any. Um, I, I keep never running, find out of, running out of space on, on my iPhone for apps. Um, Jennifer, would, Jennifer would have the Underwoods app for home delivery. Oh, well, well done. Ordering online. But just, just whilst we're at it, right, um, mm. I'm not sure Uber will have got to Borsetshire. Because no. Uber is not actually in Stafford. And I discovered this um, just before Christmas, before I, I, I jumped out. <laughs> at three o'clock I, 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 in the morning when what? you were stranded out of account. Yeah, it, it was properly <laughs> old school, Lucy. I had to go onto Google and type in, get, get this, taxi. And then okay. it had to then... Fu- <laughs> Find me um, you know, a, a list of local results for taxi. I had to click on a link for it to call the taxi. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the privacy. It's practically like the third world. <laughs> um, the thing is, <laughs> I can remember Rex saying the local minicab office. He didn't say, I'm going to sign up to uh, be a... Okay, well, then that makes sense. Though, 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 some of the more... Um, Far-sighted uh, local minicab offices do actually have apps now. Yes. Yeah. So, though, the ones in Stafford don't. They're proper old school. No. Ba- <laughs> barely listed on Google. Barely. <laughs> I think I think that uh, Jill would have... Um... Jill wouldn't even have a smartphone. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Jill, Jill would have a load of, of, of battered old... Um, cookery books held together with sellotape and bits of string oh, okay. but Ruth would insist on using the good housekeeping app the BBC good food app on her on her mobile I think mm. I think I might just about give you that I don't know I don't know who, who else would have what to be fair hmm um have your well, family and friends sorry carry on yes do your family and friends do uh, the whatsapp group thing yeah yes Yes, mm. I must admit, right? I'm getting a bit tired of my. Uh, this is really bad, right? You can't leave your own family group. It's not allowed. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to mute it or something. I'm really <laughs> sorry about what I'm about to say, but I know there's none of that side of my family actually listen listen to Dumpty Dum. But there's there's too much God stuff on it, Luce. Oh my oh, God! Really? So my mum's oh my mum's side of the family. Totally oh. and utterly. Oh yes, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's so that you know they got and the Seven Day Adventists, 
and every day、okay. there is Psalms verse one chapter three or Matthew da 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 da, da some homily and just. Could could you start tweeting back with bits from the archers and say the you know Brian, <laughs> Brian <laughs> verse nine. <laughs> the thing is, they the just... broccoli. The broccoli was in the bottom of her glass. If it's <laughs> book of Brian second verse. I feel really bad, right? But I just kind of ignore it now, and I think it's wonderful. And you know, when the technology has become ubiquitous, you can use it without leaving. Can't well, that, you? Yeah, that's what I'm going to have to do because I'm getting all these notifications yeah, what, of a new those... Bible verse to look at. And at first, a new one. Yeah, it's in the sequel.、Eh? <laughs> <laughs> the Bible strikes back. The ending was rubbish. The first one, I have to say. Well, the 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 end of the world, you know, Armageddon. Well, sorry, New York, Nigel, but it's just all a, just all a bit much. It feels very un-British to be hit over the head every morning. Actually, it's just like that 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 morning nonsense on Radio Four. I suppose, really, that's every day, isn't it? Jonathan Miller said, "Thought for the day is what gets him out of、uh, bed in the morning because he has to switch off the radio. <laughs> he has now he has to get out, run across the room, and hit the radio with his slipper until it goes off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. But hmm,、um, but I tell you what, I did watch over the weekend Hacksaw Ridge, which oh, there, is it good? Well, it、no. it actually. Isn't though the fact that it's a true story is absolutely amazing, and the link for that everybody is the fact that my half my family is Seventh Day Adventists, and this is a story of this Seventh Day Adventist conscientious objector in the Second World War who signs up to the army, does basic combat training, but won't pick up a gun, and he gets、uh, almost court-martialed. Then goes off to、uh, a place called Hacksaw Ridge, which is basically o- Okinawa. And he's an army medic. He says, "I just want to save people, but I want to do my duty." And he's a seven-day conscientious objector. And I was thinking, I need to say that on my family WhatsApp group that I can't、mm. be doing with all the God stuff in the nicest possible way. The very fact that I'm basically、um, a, a rubbish Buddhist will so upset them if I was actually to say that because they're properly God Squad people. But I, but、oh. to say that this is something which.、Um, Is somewhat kind of inspiring because、uh, you know they're seven Adventists just like just like him. It was it, it's a beautiful story. It's a very beautiful story. And this guy only died about five six years ago, and he just went into battle, Lucy, without a gun, just running around,、uh, being an, being an army medic, and without wanting to spoil、uh, what what he does. But he does something so ridiculously heroic and just unbelievable under shell fire, and does it. Like for a whole night, it's、mm. he's actually moving. Though as as a movie,、um, it's kind of overly sentimental, and there's this. It doesn't quite ring true. Though Andrew Garfield plays it absolutely brilliantly, a, a Brit doing it in Hollywood.、Uh, but as a, as a story, go, go watch it. As a, as a film, it doesn't quite、um, have the emotional impact as say something like Lion. Uh, but uh, in terms of somebody who, somebody, a soldier of conscience going into battle without a gun, it's absolutely just incredible, incredible feat of heroism.、Um, we've got Steve now. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Steve here.、Uh, thank you for the last podcast, Roy Field and Lucy's. Uh, description and analysis of what goes wrong when an affair ends was just spot on. I think somebody would have paid 
a lot of money to get that sort of advice. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. It was really good. Uh, Tom's moping about a bit, isn't he? Mm, yeah. I know he's had a big shock, but uh, I think his whiny voice just sort of grates and is a bit sort of bitter may, if you get what I mean, but I suppose he's had a bit of a shock, but he's just a bit annoying. Uh, now, I suspect I'm going to get thrown off Dumpty Dump for saying this, but a mixed cricket team is going to get slaughtered. I'm sorry, but there are some things that women are not as good as men at. I can put it that way. I mean, you know, there was a uh, there was something in the news about the women's England football team being beaten by a mid-table uh, teenage boys team. I know it's going to pan out. I knew she was going to be bowling a spinner at a crucial match to either keep Ambridge up or stop them going down. But it just doesn't add up, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. I know I sound like a hoary old sexist, but come on. I can't see it myself. I'm really enjoying Lucy's walkie-talkie podcast. Keep them coming. And I think that's it, really. Oh, God. Last thing made me laugh out loud. Brian's comment about finding broccoli at the bottom of the glass when the mare was shit-faced upstairs. Brilliant. Really good. Anyway, that's me done. I hope you're all okay, and I love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You go first. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. No, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Infidelity. Moping. Yes, infidelity and moping Tom. Well, Tom just takes on everybody's kind of... He takes on everybody's um uh that sadness and then tries to fix it and then gets frustrated when he can't fix it and then takes that frustration out on everybody else so it's kind of a bit of a I disagree with you it's not everybody's sadness he's taken on well, Kirsty's no, families and people he loves you know Kirsty, mm. and Helen's as well he was like it yep, when Helen yep, yep. he went marching around when Helen was 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 uh, was in trouble didn't he mm. um yes I shan't I'm not I'm not sad I'm not sad I have to say to see him go i hope he comes back happier yes um we can do sarah because sarah has also stuff to say about crusty and thomas awesome um hello my name is sarah humphreys um i'm a kind of first time caller in um i did call him once before um and you're gonna you're gonna play my call i think at the beginning of the hundredth edition um when you're in london but something happened and you didn't and I haven't called in since not not because of any kind of chagrin but I've just been quite happy listening and lurking and enjoying the company of all the dumpty dummers but secretly until last week's edition of the podcast when a combination of two things happened that have made me want to call in um the first was when Lucy mentioned Ivor Cutler and I just thought oh my god if if Lucy is an Ivor Cutler fan then I'm just going to love her even more than I already do. Um, and then Andrew Horn mentioned about the Norwich meetup, and um, I live very close to Norwich, and I, I was devastated that I didn't know about it, and I'd have loved to have gone along to that. So um, I'm really fed up that I didn't catch on to that it was happening. So Sue and the other two Sarahs, um, let, let's rise to Andrew's um, challenge and, and meet up. Let's, let's do it. I suppose I should say something about the archers. Uh, Tom and Kirsty, I do hope that you were wrong about the miscarriage being a, a vehicle to release Annabelle Dowler to pursue other projects. Although that would be good for her, I suppose. But 
when when the miscarriage happened, I was of course devastated for them, but I did think that maybe this was a chance for Tom and Kirsty to start anew. They both wanted the baby. The way they, the way it was, it almost had to be that Kirsty would do it on her own because of all that stuff that had happened beforehand. But I wondered whether this shared grief that they were both subjected to could maybe move them to a place where they could put all that stuff to one side and focus on what feels real now. Well, what I, I think feels real now, which is that they love each other and they want to be with each other. And, and I don't know, I kind of felt that maybe from, from this position they could decide that they can be together and that they do want to be parents together and 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 do it kind of like in a, a joint way. Yeah, I don't know. That would be nice. Yes, I am a fan of Ivor Cutler. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just quickly he... say, Sarah... If you were mm. due to be on the 100th episode at the start and then you weren't, invariably that's me. Sorry. Screwed up. Oh, yeah. Now, yes, I'm sorry, Sarah. I don't know. I can't even remember what what that might have been. No, that's my Send fault. it again, whatever it was. Send it again. Um, how many more people in Norwich called Sarah are there? Because so far we seem to have four of them. Maybe we've got all the people in Norwich called Sarah. I don't know. But I do hope you get to meet up with the other Dumpty Dummers because that sounds like fun, particularly if Andrew Horny Boy is involved. Um, <laughs> yes, I see what you mean about the miscarriage and that it might be a, a new start for them or whatever, you know, that they reason, they realise that they didn't want, that they wanted to be parents together if they didn't want to be together, blah, blah, blah. But I just think Tom kind of messed it up a bit again because he's so, he just kind of put the put the wind up, Kirsty, didn't I? But by kind of coming oh, in so hard. That, no, that's and, harsh. And that's harsh. What, whatever you do, everything. whatever anybody does for old Krusty, it's going to be wrong, All right? And and you yourself said um, that it's really good that he his feelings haven't been forgotten in all of this. So he's going through this emotional uh, turmoil and, and and loss, and actually. Um, whatever you do and say for Kirsty is wrong. It's just that you just need to give her time and give her the space to um, rediscover her balance, don't you? You just need mm. to be, you know, you just need to give her the time and space because she's just flying well off off the rails. So whatever Tom is going to mm. do and say, it's going to be wrong. If he goes yeah. off to Brazil, yeah. people would say the bastard has gone to Brazil. Yeah. If he, <laughs> No, didn't even realise she's having a meltdown. Why did he go to Brazil? (laughs) (laughs) Should have left her alone. You know, and now he's going to Brazil. It's a case of, oh, you know, he he just, the poor bloke can't win. So, um, but also. If he is and he's damned. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Guilty of being in possession of a penis. Yeah. (laughs) 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 He's been having a poor too. (laughs) Um. Anyway, Sarah, ring in again. It's very nice to hear from you. Um, and I'm glad that you have uh, finally made it onto the airwaves this time. Um, and that's the end of the calls. But we have an email from Ooh, Amy. Right. Amy says, this is Amy Gilbert, who is our listener in Scotland. And she is, she came to our... Uh, what show. did she come to? Was that our live one? That was our yes. one? Yeah. Um, and Amy is uh blind 
And bloody hell, I find crossing London in the rush hour terrifying enough and I can see. So, my God, I was so admiring of her doing it. Anyway, this is what she said. Um, Sorry, I haven't contributed for a while. I'm still around, I promise. I just wanted to drop you a quick line or two. I know Dumpty Dum holds a special place in all our hearts and I wanted to put my two pennies worth down. I can't believe it's nearly a year since the 100th episode. So much has happened. I would like to say how much I really enjoyed myself that night. It was lovely to meet some new people. Nobody would have known, but I was suffering with quite a high level of anxiety. I've got very good over the years at hiding it. That night down in London was a massive achievement for me. You're not kidding, Amy, honestly. I was on such a high the next day going home. Unfortunately, that high did not last after a horrible tube journey during rush hour a few months later. I knew things were getting much worse, and they did over the next few months. I didn't leave the house for 12 days once. I was at my lowest. Dumpty Dum and the Archers were a real comfort for me during that horrible time. I'm very glad to say things are slowly on the up. I'm having counselling. I've just completed the first stage of training for the Samaritans. I'm hoping to start a part-time job in April. And the best thing of all is I'm hoping to get a guide dog. I had a matching visit with one the other day. I'm just hoping she's a match. She is a gorgeous labrador of a cross called Krista. I wanted to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there when I could barely leave my bedroom, let alone my house, for always managing to put a smile on my face, no matter how rubbish I felt. To me, this isn't just a weekly podcast. It's a community of wonderful people, and I am very proud to be a part of it. Amy. Oh. Amy, we are, a very, we are very proud to have you as a part of it. Also, Absolutely. Especially because Amy's practically listened from the very beginning, hasn't she? Mm, mm. She's, she's old school, as well as being yeah. hardcore. Um, and, yeah. and the other thing to say, Amy, is um, I haven't got back to you with the fact that we have um, put in a request to uh, BBC Publicity to speak to Ryan uh, because we wanted to do, uh, for, for the wider listeners, um, Amy came to us with the idea, I think it's about November of last year, of doing a show um, about the reason why so many blind people get a lot from from the archers and um, so we thought it'd be great to also have jazza in on that episode as well the actor that plays jazza uh, ryan who's actually uh blind also um i'm going to chase that up amy because i did send i have sent a couple of emails and but i need to chase that up because um i know um just in my time doing dumpty dum uh, you i've bumped into at least five blind uh archers listeners who basically say that the archers has an incredibly um special place in their lives in their routines and and the re- and this is a thing in inverted commas so i think it'd be good for us here at dummy dum to document that really yay yay anyway yes. and very very good luck with the with the dog and let us know how it goes i know you had your 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 visit with her mm. so um yes let us know how it goes um, right, we're going to come back the other side of listening to a couple of trials. One of them is for my shoddy Rush Together podcast where I just speak to randoms about randoms. And then the other one is for Lucy's awesome, well thought out, in-depth character study where she walks her pooch uh, with a random, but just like she gets them to reveal a shed load of stuff about themselves. So don't listen to my podcast, just go to iTunes. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Any <laughs> podcatcher of your choice, listen to hers. But anyway, here's a trail for it right now. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And... Awesome. Yeah. Um, for me... I well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to to win in the end is that for me it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday Fifteen, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. Hello, I'm Lucy, and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years, and I meet people that, as a dog walker, you talk to people. Um, If your dogs get on, you tend to just, you say, which way are you going, can I come with you? and you just sort of amble along and you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front so there's no embarrassing eye contact if things get a bit heavy if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children. We've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died. And the owner says, oh, I can never 
have another one and then in a couple of months time they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them and um we've seen people's marriages break down new romances start it's a lovely way to start your morning it never fails to give me something something nice to think about something interesting to think about even if it's not nice and having a dog is a sort of a a universality really the people aren't all like me as i hope you'll realize over the course of the series Leading up to the 1860 election, in walks a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln, who is the Republican candidate. The Republicans to the South represent the ending of slavery. And Lincoln, despite the fact that his sentiment was always in the beginning to preserve the Union rather than to abolish slavery, becomes the lightning rod of anti-Southern sentiment. And he ends up winning the election in 1860 with no support from the South. The Guardian, Manchester, Tuesday, November 20th, 1860. Summary of news, foreign. The details respecting the presidential election furnished by the New York journalist, not complete, but they not only assure us of Mr. Lincoln's election, but show that the Republican Party has obtained far more than the requisite number of votes for his return. It is calculated that New York, Pennsylvania, the New England states, New Jersey, and the Northwestern states give him 171 electoral votes, or 19 more than the majority required for the election, the total number of electoral votes being 303. It is not improbable, too, that this majority may be further swelled by the result of the elections in the Pacific states of Oregon and California. We have no account of the manner in which the Southerners have received the intelligence of Mr. Lincoln's election. The next advices will no doubt be filled with fierce Southern declamations and protest, but it's not very likely that any Southern states will do anything mere than talk loudly about succession. Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes from Washington to Obama. 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. G'day everyone, it's Millie Bell here this week. And we've been very busy on the forum, so thank you to Royfield for drumming up the business there. What does Helen do now? Um, Ask Kiwi Listener. And Leonie Beavers is talking about the podcast awards. We'd like you to be talking about it too, please. It really does help us. Fiona Powell has a wee little rant about grief. And I'm just going to read you a little bit that Martha Minnie wrote about a wild child. She said, I'm so cross state normal these days. We've already had one huge character aberration when they turned Krusty into Bridezilla. 
Please don't give us another one now. Strappy Shoes Clubbing. We all know that Krusty's been leaving out her cardigan year since circa 2002. Bird watching with Patrick used to be her number one hobby. Thank you very much for that. And if you'd like to respond, please jump onto our forum. And on the Facebook page, we've also been very, very busy. Um, I got very, very cross with Jenny because I just did not understand why any why she would walk into Lillian's bedroom. Um, it's not something I would do with my own adult children. Even my 13-year-old, I would always knock first. Uh, because you just don't know. Could be shaving their legs. Who knows? Uh, Denise Robinson agreed. Jenny had no business doing that. Um, I don't... Um, haven't been into my children's room since they were teenagers. Their squalor is their own business. Uh, Gina Charlesworth said, no, she just wouldn't. That was the first thing I thought when I heard that scene. And what was that baloney about the whole village finding out about the affair if she carried on like this? <laughs> is the whole village scripted to walk into the bedroom? Gina, I thought that too. I was like, how are the whole village going to find out? Only you know Jennifer. Um, and Rachel Hannah said, I'm still recovering from the sound effects. Justin zipping up his fly was just too much at dinner time on a Friday. Look, there was a lot of outrage on this thread, so please get into it. You've got to look at the comment from Millie Hart, who said, the thought of a 70-year-old woman bejazzling herself. Ah! So <laughs> please go and have a look if you'd like to see the other comments. We also talked about the fact that if we could tell from Kirsty's tone of voice that she didn't want to discuss her miscarriage, and I could tell, why, why are none of the other residents able to um, use their uh, radar for that? And Kate Lyle said, and if everyone in the village knows and is talking about Kirsty's miscarriage, how come nobody appears to have known or talked about Rob and Helen? Well, that is a very good question too. Uh, Linda, Rachel Hannah says Linda doesn't have the best track record. In picking up on these things, she's had moments of compassion, particularly with Vicky when she was pregnant with Bethany, but is usually too wrapped up in her own affairs to notice these subtle emotional cues in others. Actually, Linda's always been really good with the younger um, younger members of the village. She's been awesome with Kate in the past. So I was very I was actually surprised when she didn't pick up those cues. We also did a fair bit of chatting about whether uh, Jenny was going to pay uh, Emma and Fallon for all the extra effort they put into that ridiculous theme of land, uh, which of course has now uh, resolved itself. Um, we asked about Josh and Eddie, whether um, they are, seemed to be, for one of the episodes, serious wheeler dealers, and Valerie Bailey said, yep, like Step 2 and Son or Del Boy and Rodney. And finally, there was a big discussion about whether Tom was going to withdraw from the Nuffield. Nick Austin, naughty Nick Austin, said, shame he didn't do a bit of withdrawing back in September. I did snork at that. Joanne Smith said, of course he is. Giving it up allows him to hang around Kirsty, giving her sad puppy dog eyes and hand-picked bouquets of flowers for months on end until she agrees to become a couple again or hires Lily to run him over. Um, Witherspoon says Tom is determined to continue to punish himself for leaving Kirsty at the author, or, altar. Um, and Diane Leal said, is he really going to be that daft? Surely he will be talked out of it. Too much at stake. Well, you were right. Um, he was talked out of it. As we know, he was going to the airport. But did he get on the plane? We don't know that yet, do we? And finally, I would just like to alert you to the fact that the fabulous Lucy B has got her podcast 
for Walkie Talkie Up. I have heard it, the dogs are scene stealers. The first episode is absolutely fantastic. Please uh, join the Facebook page and tell others about it because, as you know, that's how it works in podcast world. Uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, in a fortnight. Tell you what, Millie Bell, that's a close run thing. Right in at five minutes. Whew. <laughs> um, now, Lucy, yes. it's that time where uh, you tell us about the, the best tweets that have had the hashtag the archers attached to them in the last seven days. At Rainbow Warrior said, mm. padded or well hung? I wish Miranda would make up her mind. <laughs> <laughs> Borsetshire Police said, we appeal to all criminals in the area to work a standard working week to allow for PC burns to organise the cricket routine. Um, <laughs> Christine, he just seems to have done absolutely bugger all apart from sort this sodding cricket. He just hasn't found that bonting, I notice. Anyway, mm. um, Christine Adgo said, anyone else mentally pushing that plane along the runway before Tom changes his mind? <laughs> Christine, that Harsh. is mean. Christine, Harsh. you may, I think it's you, you may be interested to know that you appear in Private Eye this week uh, in Sued's Corner talking about um the academic archers uh it was the title it was the link between uh cake eating um and digestive complaints or something on the archers and it was a deliberately long-winded academic title which was very funny but private eye had it sent in as a genuine inclusion to suits corner so it's appeared in private eye anyway david blake you're so well read said, aren't you just a finger on the pulse look at you uh david blake said he was talking to ms Merrythought. he said mm. so you want tom to come back with a brazilian just a short back and sides would be fine surely <laughs> <laughs> and uh richard baker after the um appalling rummaging around in lillian's cleavage um, he's tweeted the week. He said, puts hand up. I want an organisation to contact as I was deeply affected by what I heard. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh so that's it. Right. Shall we just like uh, speed on to a conclusion? Oh, you, did you listen to uh, Fiona Powell's um, Henry story last week? I haven't yet. It's on my list. I've got to listen to that as well. So many people said they liked it. I know it was it was very loved. Wasn't she's it? she's such a good storyteller that that woman. Mm-hmm. Mm, rather good, rather good. Dumdydum.com, folks. It's the place where we keep all our dumdy dum things together online. That is, well, no, not all of them because you can go and think of it as a dumdy dum suitcase hmm. in your laptop. Yeah, exactly, hmm. exactly. But one of the major things to go to dumdydum.com for is tractor. So you go pin yourself to a map, see what people um, and live relatively close to you that also like dumdydum and the archers. And it's a great way to hook up. I know Andrew Horn's using it as his little black book, aren't you, Andrew Horn? Going mm, up for, yes. for Norfolk for your little triests and whatever, getting up to getting up to all sorts. And I know that Witherspoon used it whilst organising the uh, New York meetup the other day. Now, talking about meetups, oh, crumbs. Um, Folks in the Bay Area in California, 
bear with me. I'm going to put my uh, noggin to sorting out our meetup. Uh, and let's try and get it done in the next two weeks. Uh, so, um, so please bear with me. But anyway, Tractor, go there, dumdydum.com. It's smashing super. It's awesome. Now, um, we periodically say to you, um, give us some cash because there are things that cost and just we need to keep this little show on the road. It's got ways you can help us by doing that if you've got any spare shekels. Now, if your um, firstborn is about to go off to university, we're not expecting you to, you know, stand them down from that to send us money. <laughs> and, you know, you know, we know where we are in the priority of things. But if you've got any spare, you know, like five dollars, you know, a ten or if a five. If it's a choice between us or buying a copy of Grazia, go for Yes, it. exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a perfect analogy. Perfect analogy. But say if it's a cross between, uh, you know, us or private eye, what would you say? Oh, that's hard. Mm. Uh, oh, dear. Um, us or homes ooh. and garden? Oh, God, us. Uh, us or the lady? <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> All right. Us or a copy of the Daily Mail? Again? Are you joking? All right. Us or your BBC licence fee? <gasps> you bastard. You can't ask me that. <laughs> anyway, folks, why don't you make up make up your mind? See what that line is. Oh, this publication. I'll tell you what. If you've got a size Sky subscription, can't even say that. If you've got a, a subscription for Sky, screw it. Give us the cash. Right. Richard yeah. Murdoch doesn't need any it's more of your cash. It. Exactly. Richard exactly. Richard Murdoch doesn't. Rupert Murdoch that's doesn't the, either. But yeah, that's Richard. the person. Yeah, whatever. There's so many of those Richard Murdochs. Richard Murdoch was on, the, was on the radio in the 1940s. Was he? Mm, right. mm. He did the okay. men from the ministry. It's still on BBC Radio 4 Extra. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, talking Frank about digress, digressing. Um, thank you to celebrating Adam and all of the people who are now literally... I'm getting literally a daily map on the Twitters now, Lucy. Are it's, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the one I got today was a map that shows every country, what every country in the world is best at. They just keep on a coming. I got a really interesting one this week, a few days ago, um, about if Europe was just drawn, of the boundaries of Europe were drawn um, ethnically. Which I don't know when that map was actually done, but that was just wrong. Wrong dot com. So it had like the Sudetenland, um, which doesn't even exist anymore, being part of Germany. And then a lovely one from Louise Lombard, who said, "What does this map show you?" And I'm going to retweet that. Louise Lombard. Oh no, Louise Lombard. That's what I just said. Sorry, I thought you said Louise Lombard. No, she's not somebody from northern Italy or the, one of the German... In- no, 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 Louise Lombard is an actress. Oh, no, 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 it's Lombard. Yes, that's why she calls herself. Oh, yes, okay, yes. right, anyway. Yes. Anyway, thank you for all the maps, folks. Keep them coming. Anyway, so where, where are we with this? We've gone really off-piste. Oh, yeah, donating. So just donate. 
by hitting the donate button and going on to patreon.com uh, <laughs> and you can like donate like a couple of dollars a show uh, remember to get in contact folks you can send us a voice message via speak pipe on our website which is dumdum.com or you call us on 0203 to leave us a telephonic message which a lot of people did this week because I believe at some point speak pipe was down because bye 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 Steve never really calls in he uh, via the telephone number he did this week and I know that Witherspoon had some problems too because he sent me a message via a back channel um, anyway on Twitter we are at dumdy dum me I'm at Royfield Harry is at Shambridges and I am at Lucy V Freeman on Facebook why don't you join the Millie Bell and Yokel Bear show by typing in dumdy dum and joining in their carousing because they that's what they do over there on, on the book of face that's me done and i told you we'd bring this in on time didn't i you did and i even yes. i no, even rambled over. but you got to run i have got to run like a hair yes all right you do your parent governor thing being up okay standing member of society and i'll see you Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. In uh, approximately seven days' time, some more Archers-related dum dum chat, no doubt. Okie doke. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.